take a deep breath and remember there's a power breathing you. This is your space of sanity in an evolving world where we learn about spiritual law and how to apply it to our lives in a way that is practical and life-changing. This is where we remember truth to make the world a better place one person at a time. I'm Claire Lotier, inspirational speaker, teacher of the technology of transformation, and a certified life mastery consultant and spiritual coach. Welcome to the Grace Space. You're listening to Walk in Grace, our current series on the universal laws of creation. You are a creator being, and you were born to create a life that you love living. You were not born to suffer, to live in lack, in fear, doubt, and worry, but to live a life of success and plenty. You live a life of success and plenty by tuning into your own images of how you would love to spend your days if you could create any life you wanted for yourself, and by constructing an idea from those images of your ideal life and holding it on the screen of your mind. That is the first step. The truth is, you can have anything you want, and anything you truly want, you can have. But you have to understand the laws of creation. Lack of understanding of these laws is at the origin of all human ills. We are disempowered when we are the plaything of our environment and circumstances, when we doubt our worth, our intelligence, our ability or talent, or hold on to an erroneous belief that it's not possible to have what we want because that's just the way things are. The deck is stacked against us. And whether you have a pile of degrees and initials after your name, or you didn't finish school, it doesn't matter if you do not understand the law, because awareness of the law is the great equalizer. If you understand the law, it doesn't matter if you went to school or if you didn't go to school, you'll be able to create anything you need to bring whatever you would love into your life. These laws we've been studying are absolutely immutable reliable, and mathematical in their precision. Raymond Hollywell says that the study of the laws of truth systematically unlocks their power in our lives and dissolves all our adverse thoughts and conditions. Think of when you were in school and had a math problem to solve. According to the law of mathematics, you knew that there was a solution to the problem. And if you couldn't make the problem come out perfectly, you knew that your own logic or process was somehow at fault. You didn't blame math and say that math was wrong. Or maybe you did. I think I might have done that once or twice as a kid when I was super frustrated. Actually, for a period of several months, I had what they used to call math anxiety. I'm sure it was just plain anxiety, but it would come up whenever I had to solve math in a school test. I would just freeze up and be unable to do anything. I can remember the feeling. It was like a wall of fear that left me unable to think clearly. It probably had nothing whatsoever to do with math and everything to do with a fear of not being perfect and making a mistake. 
Anyway, my dad would sometimes try to help me out at home with my work, and he would often explain things by way of saying that the beauty of math was that it was always perfect and orderly, and that the answer was already there. I just had to follow the rules of math to solve the problem, and it would come out the same way every time. And I remember finding some comfort in that and relaxing a little, maybe because if I could trust math to be perfect and orderly, then... Maybe I didn't have to be. In any case, it became a sort of joke that if my father started a sentence with, you see, the beauty of math is blah, 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 that he was going to launch into an enthusiastic explanation that would last some time and probably end up with him illustrating a point with whatever objects were at hand, which he did in a related incident, attempting to describe the movement of the planets with the entire contents of a fruit bowl, holding a grapefruit under his chin to represent the sun, and doing his best to circle lemons, oranges, and apples around his head to demonstrate the orbits of various celestial bodies. (laughs) We ended up just collapsing in gales of laughter on the floor. I think these memories stay with me because they were an early indication to my child's mind that a greater order was at work in the universe than I was aware of, and I was able, through my father's well-meaning antics, to see the humor in how often we ourselves fall short of that perfection, but that if we simply understood the rules of the game, we could play with the universe. The laws of mathematics are a universal language, and like all universal laws, they are precise and perfect. All problems have a solution. We just have to learn to execute the law in a way that dissolves the problem. Well, the laws of life are exactly the same, and we must learn how to operate in harmony with the laws of life in order for things to come out the way we want them to. And yet so often we end up blaming the math because we can't solve our own problems. The law is impersonal and makes no allowance for our ignorance. But this is a blessing in disguise because it causes us to come face to face with our own distortions as we learn to hew to the law. Today, we're going to be discovering the law of compensation. And this is such a beautiful law that you're going to come to love it with all your heart because it's really a key that can unlock the door to who you truly are. And if you'll lean into this law, it will help you actualize a self whose true nature is so noble, so great, so unlimited, while it's the spiritual side of your nature that's seeking expression through your longing and discontent, through your highest aspirations and dreams for your life. In Kundalini Yoga, we use the mantra Sat Nam to harmonize with this true self. Sat means eternal truth, and Nam means name or identity. In other words, my true identity is eternal truth. And what is eternal truth but the law? Alignment with the law reveals the self whose nature is unlimited and whose expression on this plane of existence will lead to a life of such deep satisfaction and fulfillment, such profound and heartfelt service to others that you'll know you are touching the infinite in you. This is what I mean when I say that when you fall in love with the law, you fall in love with yourself. The basic principle of the law of compensation is based upon cause and effect. What we sow, 
we reap. Well, you've heard this many times. We can summarize the law of compensation in the following way. The better we serve and the more skilled we become, the greater the demand and therefore the greater the reward, cause and effect. Earl Nightingale put it this way. He said that financial compensation, the money you earn, will always be in exact ratio to the need for what you do, how good you are at doing it, and the difficulty in replacing you. Now, the law of compensation does not only concern money, and nor do any of the laws, but it's easy to see the reflection of our fluency with the law in the area of money because it's so measurable. And it's often the area where many people experience a lot of frustration if they don't understand the law. The law of compensation determines how we are compensated in all areas of life based on the truth that our own is what comes to us and only what is our own. In other words, we always reap what we have sown, and this is without exception. So if we're honest when we ask ourselves how satisfied we are in life with the good we're receiving, we will always see that whatever our current results are, they are a true reflection of our current awareness of the laws of life. There is no point raging against the injustice of life, the fact of unhappiness, sickness, and poverty in the world, these conditions do exist. But the only corner of the universe we can ever have any hope of improving is our own. And we can only start where we are with what we have right now. You must put your own oxygen mask on before assisting another. The time for assigning blame to any external source is over now. In order to move forward into a new world, which we're all being called to do, we each need to take responsibility for our awareness and how we relate to these immutable laws which are ordering this universe. If we don't like our results in life, we have to look at our thinking. We have to look at ourselves. We have to look at where we're out of harmony with the law. The law, like mathematics, is impersonal and faultless. It is we who must learn how to harmonize with it. The only true problem in this world is ignorance of the laws of truth. If you are unhappy, unfulfilled, frustrated, afraid, anxious, or feeling trapped, it's not because of anything outside yourself. Raymond Holywell says, whatever we possess today is our just reward. Very often, it does not make us happy. We're dissatisfied with it, but still, it remains ours. Now, this is not about punishment. Just get that out of your mind right away. This is just ignorance of the law. We were never taught any of these principles. So take a deep breath and decide that from this moment forward, you will open yourself to a new way of doing things because your way hasn't created what you really want. There's no need for blame or self-recrimination. Don't spend a single moment blaming yourself or feeling bad or guilty. You did, and we all have done, the best we could with the information we had. 
If you're listening to this program, it's because you're in resonance with it, and now you're getting the right information that will change your life. This is something to celebrate. It will change your life if you decide that you're going to study this until you gain understanding. Learn the truth, and the truth will set you free. If you want more out of life, but don't strive to change in any way, it cannot come to pass because you have to change your paradigm, the pattern of life that's created the reality you find yourself in right now. You have to create a new image of what you desire in life and a new paradigm that's going to support that. And you need to develop the image of a self that's in harmony with that desire. This is exactly what the creation of a new paradigm is, one that will allow you to grow into a greater understanding of who you really are and what you're actually capable of, which is far more than you have any idea of. You see, there's a difference between your current pattern of life, your paradigm, and truth. Your current pattern of life and my current pattern of life Well, they contain limitations. It's not the way things are. It's the way we are. It's the way you are. It's the way I am or how we have been up until now. We see things not as they are, but as we are through the lens of our current paradigm. Each of us can build a new paradigm of how we want to be, a new sense of identity that's more harmonious with our true nature in all the areas that matter to us in our health, in our relationships, our financial life, our freedom, our fulfillment. And the law of compensation shows us how to lift ourselves out of where we are right now to where we rightfully belong. It teaches us how to invest our thought and life energy wisely, because what we sow, we will eventually reap. That will be the result of our thinking. So what do you want out of life? What do you really, truly want if you could have anything? This is where you always must begin because you must invest your energy towards something that you want to create. If you have no destination in mind, you will default to the paradigms of limitation every single time. There are two ways to invest that will yield you the results you want. First, invest in your thinking. Remember the law of thinking, what we think about, we become. Remember your higher spiritual gift of reason. That's your ability to choose your thoughts wisely, to choose the thoughts that are on the frequency of your heart's desire, not on the frequency of your current results. So invest in your thinking and think wisely. If you want to advance in your life, you must think of yourself as already in the position that you wish to be in, regardless of your current circumstances. Remove your focus from what is right now. And focus the beam of your attention on the images that are in harmony with what you want to become and where you want to be. Even though your present position or circumstances may not be what you would prefer, that's okay. Start with what you have from where you are right now by investing in thoughts that will reap the harvest you want. If you want corn, you plant corn, not nightshade. The earth will make either one grow, so you have to choose. Even though you may not enjoy your present position, do everything that you can to look for the good and to praise it. 
right? The law of increase. This will cause your good to grow and to find expression through your words, through your actions, within your character and in your personality, through your talents, your natural powers, and your achievements. That is everything in your life will improve as the direct result of your improved thinking. It has to. This is what Wallace Waddles called thinking in the certain way, and it it sets the law of compensation in motion. This kind of thinking will lead you to become larger than your present place. You have to outgrow your present place, and you'll naturally begin to attract or to draw yourself towards something bigger. As you become better, you attract the better. You can't attract the better without first becoming larger than your current place in life. You have to grow out of it, just like you used to grow out of your clothes. We all have to earn what we receive or we won't be able to keep it. When we continuously hold in mind the image of our highest aspiration for a greater experience or a greater difference making in life, at some point we will realize that we have to become larger than the previous version of ourselves, larger than the previous image we held of ourselves. We no longer see ourselves as limited. We get bigger than the life that we've lived up until now, and our results are going to reflect that. The second investment that we can make that will yield the results we want through the law of compensation is to act in a certain way. This amounts to doing everything we can as successfully as we can and being a person of increase and also acting as if the life that we would really love to be living is already ours. If you perform any task to the best of your ability, you're going to bring out the best in yourself and in other people. It's said that how you do anything is how you do everything. This is true. If you wait to do your best until you're in the position you want to be in, or if you don't want to do your best because you don't like where you are, well, you're never going to get where you want to go because you haven't earned it with your attitude. This law, the law of life, helps those who help themselves. And as we demonstrate an attitude of increase and align ourselves always with the best, we will be given greater things to do, but we have to earn it. Vocation is defined by what you do with your time and talent, whether or not you're being paid for it. Vocation, and it comes from the Latin vocare, calling. In your vocation, strive to do whatever it is that you do to the very best and highest of your abilities. Hone your abilities to do what you do continuously through studying, through practice, through mentorship. Not only will you derive more satisfaction from your vocation in this way, but you will also become highly valued in what you do, whatever it is. You will become irreplaceable for the way that you do what you do. Being a person of increase is part of this. It's about over-delivering in life and always adding value to every interaction and every transaction that you're part of, whether it's on the personal level or the business level. In business, it's about providing true service, always in excess of what would be expected because you truly care and you have integrity and always offering more value than you ask for a person in cash equivalent. 
If you invest your energy in these ways, you will come into harmony with the law of compensation, and you will always find your own. Your own is what comes to you, and only your own. Yes, you will reap what you sow. And the other part of this equation is that you will discover that you never have to compete. The paradigm of this new age that we're in is one of creation, not competition. We're moving from the competitive plane to the creative plane. And that is a big change in frequency. The truth is that you are perfectly designed to deliver in life exactly what will be most fulfilling and satisfying for you and will serve the rest of creation at the same time in the most effective way. You see, these laws are perfect. You can never be like anyone else. Your dream, your heart's desire, your aspirations will always be a totally unique creative expression of your essence, not someone else's. So you see, you can never compete with anyone else, nor can they compete with you. It doesn't matter if you do the same thing or you're in the same business. Your own is what comes to you, that which belongs to you and you alone. We were raised in a paradigm of scarcity and competition. So we've been trained to keep a tight fist, right? To keep our trade secrets and believe in limited supply. I was in a wine store recently looking for a particular bottle that I wanted to give my brother for Christmas. And, well, they didn't have it. In fact, nobody had it. I went to every wine store in town. And at one particular place, the lady behind the counter, um, you know, she was disappointed that she couldn't uh, provide what I wanted. And she said, well, you know, there is a store out at the mall. Oh, maybe I shouldn't tell you that. I don't know. Uh, the boss would be upset if I told you that. I, I said, why wouldn't you tell me that? I said, it's good for you. It's good for me. It's good for everyone. I said, you know, we got to move this energy. There's no such thing as limited supply. If you tell me something good, I'm going to be in my mind remembering this is the place where they were generous enough to refer me to a place that might have what I wanted. Sometimes I can't help myself. I begin teaching on the spot. (laughs) But the lady was very gracious. And I could see that in her mind, that was what she truly wanted to believe. So this belief that If I have something, it takes it away from someone else. Or if I have customers, it takes away from someone else having customers. Or someone else's success in the same field takes away from my own. This simply isn't true. And it's time to let go of that mentality because it's not in harmony with the law. It's not getting us anywhere. It's just making everybody miserable. If you want the law of compensation to work for you, help as many people as you can to get what they want, to be as successful as possible. Help your so-called competitors. We are more powerful together, as experience has shown us over and over. Finally, Raymond Hollowell gave us three behaviors to notice which can block our access to the frequency that's most in harmony with the law of compensation. This is what our practice this week is going to be based on. So make sure you download the PDF worksheet that accompanies this podcast, which you can find in the show notes. Here we go. The first behavior is expecting something for nothing. Are there areas where you might expect something for nothing? It might be subtle, like hanging back when it's time to pay the bill at a restaurant and hoping someone else will jump in and take care of it. 
write down an area that comes to mind where you might be in a behavior of expecting something for nothing without judging yourself. Just notice if there's an area in your life where that might be happening. And then write down how you could contribute instead. This is about unkinking your own hose through which the flow of good is trying to reach you. The second behavior is always looking for the cheapest deal. Are you always bargain hunting, living on the cheap, looking at the price tag before you buy anything? Think of the word cheap. Can you feel the energy there? It's not expanded. Write down any ways in which you look for the cheapest when you sell yourself short. Then write down how you could instead seek out the best value in harmony with your higher image of yourself. Cheap is an energy of contraction. Remember, the universe is lavish and you are one with it. What are the ways that you could look for good value or good investment in the areas where you may be thinking cheap? The third behavior that can keep you out of harmony with the law of compensation is hating to pay your bills. I know, I know, this can be a tough one. This creates contraction in the energy field. Write down how you feel about paying your bills and be honest, it's okay. I want to relate to you a story in working with the law that illustrates this very powerfully, I think. Hollywell says, release your money cheerfully, even if it be the last dollar you have. Decide what your need is. If it is of more value than the dollar in your purse, then spend the dollar cheerfully. In this way, you comply with a law. Often, when we get to a low level, we begin to tighten up our purse strings. We begin to hold back. This is like closing the faucet, limiting the supply from pouring into you. I remember a man telling of a time when he had an urgent need for $1,000. He had but a $10 bill in his purse, and he was holding onto that bill like a drowning man to a straw. For days, he said, he carried it about with him, afraid to spend it for fear of being broke. Well, suddenly it occurred to him that he was pinning his faith more on the $10 than he was on the true source of supply. He was closing his faucet with a mere $10 bill. It had grown to become a fearful obstruction. When he realized this truth, he sat down at once and mailed the bill to a nearby church, and following the release of the bill, supply began to flow into him. Before that week was out, he received his thousand dollars, enough to pay the month's obligations. He added, Never since has supply failed to flow to me, for I learned my lesson." Isn't that a marvelous story? I am so reassured and inspired every time I read it. How could you pay your bills in a way that is life-giving and activates the law of circulation? For example, you could praise the service that you're paying for and put yourself in harmony with the gratitude for that thing. Send it forth with gratitude. Do I see more value in spending on whatever it is than in holding back? It's about what you're in harmony with. So write down an affirmation or a mantra that you could use while paying your bills that would transform any energy of contraction into its opposite. 
we make our own investments and daily enjoy our own profits or losses according to our alignment with or violation of the law. So make sure that your sowing, in other words, your thinking, will bring you the harvest that you want. This is cause and effect, the basis for the law of compensation. You will always be compensated according to your sincere contribution to the expansion and fuller expression of the spirit of life within you and within all things. Follow your heart. Help everyone to get what they want and be the very best you can be doing what you love to do. You'll be compensated richly when you get into harmony with this law, which really helps you to discover and say yes to your true purpose. Thank you for joining me in the Grace Space, where you're always in the right place. If you love this podcast, I invite you to subscribe to it and submit a review if you feel called to do so. Also, be sure to sign up for my newsletter right here. I look forward to spending this time with you again next week. Meanwhile, I send you love and blessings. Bye for now.